John Davies has a method, an approach he systematically developed over a career spanning three decades. He's proven it to be invaluable for dozens of industries and thousands of projects facing public acceptance. Up until now, the method has only been available to his select client list. John is unpacking his insight and wealth of knowledge to overcome opposition and earn public support for the first time right here. Throughout these episodes, we'll take a deep dive step-by-step step with John into his strategies to overcome opposition and create support. Nothing is free in this world, but good ideas are priceless. The show could be just the thing you've been looking for. I'm Mark Sylvester. Now, let's get started and talk with John. Welcome to the show. I am glad that we are now able to take a deep dive into the whole method. John, what, why don't you set the tone for what we're going to learn? Well, you know, everyone always says, what do I need to do? How do I need to do, yeah, yeah, right, do it different? Right, right? right. And the first thing you got to do is change your paradigm. You got to change how you're going to approach this. And, you know, there's a great quote from uh, George Bernard Shaw, and he says, progress is impossible without change. And those who cannot change their minds cannot change anything. Mm. So if we're trying to change the mind of the two-thirds or four-fifths of the public that want to oppose wind farms in their neighborhood, we got to change our own minds first to how we approach them. So the, the method really is a completely new way of looking at how you overcome opposition. I, you know, it is, right. So let's, let's start with A, with acknowledge. Well, so acknowledge the first step of this isn't to go out there and talk about how great everything is. The first step is to acknowledge that there will be impacts. Mm. I mean, putting up the big towers, I mean, they're huge. They're as big as they can be. And you've got to, you've got to acknowledge there will be an impact. Life will change in their community in some way because you're putting those up. Do you, do you exaggerate the impact to make it sound worse or you just, I mean, it's already is going to feel bad. So you be as truthful as possible. Well, there's no reason to exaggerate that it's going to be bad. There's no reason to okay, exaggerate it. that it's not going to be bad. And you've got to, I mean, the deal is things will change. You're, you're going to see on the horizon a big, tall tower. With a propeller on it. With a propeller on it. And, uh, you know, some people think they're beautiful. And some people don't. But why, why is it important to just come up and just hit them with the truth right off the bat? Why, why does that work? I mean, because obviously you've done this for years now. Why, why did you learn? Because that is not, that's counterintuitive. Well, if you're trying to build trust mm. and credibility, mm. you've got to tell the truth. And telling the truth allows people to have a relationship with you. So my belief is when you're trying to talk about pros and cons, you talk about pros, people's eyes start glazing over. You get to cons, they wake up. Mm. They go, oh, I see. Mm. But if you start with cons, these are the three reasons why we shouldn't take this path. Here are the three reasons why we should take this path. When you do the three reasons why we shouldn't, you've earned instant credibility. People will listen to the pros. I'm curious. So I'm, I'm imagining uh, a city council meeting someplace, and uh, 
they're, they're, you're going to give a presentation and uh, the opposition is going to give a presentation and you get up there and start with your acknowledge and I mean you just go right to the hey it, it's going to be bad or it's going to be whatever the acknowledgement is right. and you go through your way of doing things and then they get up and do it the old-fashioned way is there a big like how does that work are you in, in have you built up enough trust with that audience by that time well first off let's back way up i'm hoping that I don't have to go into a city council or county commission meeting and start at that point. I hope that I have a great mm. group of supporters sitting behind me who have already figured this out, that have joined us because they trust us. And to get them to join us, they have to trust us. And the more they dig in, the more they realize that it's actually the right thing. But with the, with the local government, hopefully we're able to do that through our supporters talking to them because local decision makers care more about what their local residents say than what uh, the wind industry uh, representatives would say. So how, how much in acknowledge is, I mean, how, how deep do you go in that? Do you just, just get it all out there so someone doesn't come back and no. lay something on you? No, you don't have to get into every detail. So you know, some of the issues in wind that are uh, totally overplayed Huh. such as property values, you know, there's evidence that there's no impact to property values. And there's some evidence that in places that property values actually are enhanced when a community has a wind farm, especially small rural communities where the wind farm brings economic benefits right. to the community. Right. So the deal is what we want to acknowledge is something that we look at when we do our research that the community sees they accept at some level that we just need to tell. And the best thing with wind is that it's what you see is the thing we need to acknowledge. We can't do anything about that. And that's not a misnomer that they're big. <laughs> they are. That's not fake news. They yes, are big. They are big. So you said something, though, with you said um, you said that you do the research. So the thing that you acknowledge might be different from project to project. Yes. Some places may have a some issues with, with the roads that we go through oh. and we, that we come through and we deal with the roads. We have to acknowledge, yeah, you know, we can have an impact on the roads. And, but most places in wind, we go right to the visual because that's the one thing we cannot fix. Hey, the, the research is interesting to me. How much time do you do on research before you get into that first step? Like when do you feel like you've asked enough questions? Well, never. But that's just the nature, the nature of the beast. I, I want to know more and more and more. And the more you know, the more questions that come up. So we, when we carry out our tactical, we will talk about how we do our research. But we do open-ended questions and long conversations. And we mm. listen to what people, how they feel about their life in their community. What's going right? What's going wrong? How's the last 10 years been? What's the hope for the next 10 years? And then you know, we will drop wind into it, and how does that impact things? And you see their instant reactions, and you know, we read the verbatims of what they say, and it's very interesting because you get the words and the music because how they pace it, how the how mm. the energy they bring to the words, the type of words they bring to it, and so you get a feeling for what we need to acknowledge. When you, I'm curious, how receptive are people to those kinds of phone calls? Well. Our, our biggest problem usually is getting them off the phone because, you know. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so when you do a poll, yeah. 
And it's, uh, do you tell us, do you think this is, you strongly agree or strongly disagree, or usually it starts, do you agree or disagree with this? And it's like, I disagree with that statement. Is that strongly or somewhat? That's strongly. And then they go to the next one and the next one. And you're like, oh my gosh, I don't, all of this is so poorly written. I hate it. And so with this, we just open up and say, hey, let's have a conversation. We have an outline. Let's talk about this. And uh, we take them through. So what's going on in your community? Why do you live there? What's it like to live there? What's, uh, what is an issue for you every day? What's an issue for some of your neighbors It's not an issue for you? So through that research, then, you get a pretty clear picture of what you're going, you know, what yeah. the, that blinding glimpse of the obvious is going to be. Exactly. And it's, it's like uh, in the past when we first started doing that, we might just go sit in coffee shops for a week. Really? Yeah. And just hang around and talk to people. They eventually figure out that's that guy. I went into one. Big working flag on a, your table. Yeah, well, working <laughs> on a real estate project, I went into this, the, the little steakhouse in this little town uh, outside of Davis, California. And I first walked in and I, I was dressed not like a, like with a suit, just dressed like a regular citizen. I sat down and the bartender looked at me and said, so what developer are you working for? Oh, So we sort of knew busted. that that era yeah. was over. Right. We had to do it by phone. And by phone is so much better. It's just a better deal. So when you have got enough information, you can do the acknowledge. Is there, tell me, is there ever an is there ever a time when you want to skip that step? Every time. <laughs> Every time. I mean, why would you, why? I mean, it's so, and my staff, we all develop this together. We all agree with it. We all refine it. And we always want to skip it because it's so hard. And it's so hard to tell our clients, you've got to acknowledge you're causing a problem. Have you found a good way to tell them that? Because I'm thinking the person who's listening now is working in a company. Right. They've got a, they said, listen, I'm listening to this great new podcast. And John says that we have to acknowledge this and this is what we need to do. And the, and the boss is going to say, no, you're, ki you're killing me. No, well, we're okay, not going to so, do that. So the deal for me is, so the first two steps are acknowledge and contrast as we're developing our method yeah. and our message. And, and it, they, they have to be connected. They, can't, okay. they okay. can't be done separately. You can't acknowledge and say, like this podcast, let's do acknowledge and come back in another week and we'll talk about contrast. So in uh, so you're going to tease our next show. Yeah. Well, the contrast has to be immediately tied to it. Got it. Got it. Because it's big and small or whatever, whatever well, that is. Exactly. John, thank you so much for this. I, and I know that we're we're only just barely covering this and it's it's hard to do in a it's short really format. Hard, yeah. Right. But what we're going to do is over the period of, of these 12 weeks, we're going to have covered a lot of things and people can actually uh, get in touch with us if they want to ask uh, other questions and we can dive deep into it. John, thanks so much. Hey, this is great. Uh, anyone who wants to pop a question at us, I would love to be able to uh, listen to it, acknowledge it, and give them an answer. Thanks, John. Thank you for listening. It's now your opportunity and responsibility to use the method today. You've completed one segment toward understanding the Davies Method. We look forward to you subscribing. Join us as we uncover and explain the nuances of John's distinctive approach. For more episodes, visit thedaviesmethod.com. I'm Mark Sylvester, recording at the Pull String Press Studios in Santa Barbara, California.